It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 5th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic build a lead, blow a lead, to the Denver Nuggets to finish off their road trip. We'll talk about what went wrong for the Magic, why the effort was maybe possibly excusable, why the loss, uh, and what the Magic still have to work on as they get into the details and get into the meat of the rest of their season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to get check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Searching Gravity Download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA. You're at the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Denver Nuggets? Check out our pals at Locked On Nuggets. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Y'all know by now my kind of philosophy for the rest of the season. Um, I, I agree with everyone that this Magic team is not likely to win a lot of games. The talent level just isn't quite there um, and yes, while the playoffs are certainly within reach, only four games back of the Chicago Bulls for that final playoff spot, and the East is not very good, and the Bulls are not fantastic since the trades. Um, I, I, I do. Well, I do think that is in reach, and that is a goal the Magic should still strive for, even if they can't hit it. Um, I, I recognize that there are a lot of flaws in this team, and again, let's start right off the bat with with that piece of information. Um, the Magic played 
Sunday's game against the Denver Nuggets. We will not recognize the existence of Saturday's loss to the Utah Jazz. Um, the Magic played Sunday's game against the Denver Nuggets with just eight healthy players. Two of them were dealing with a stomach illness that has gone around the team, uh, James Ennis and Mo Bamba playing with a, with a stomach flu. Uh, and Jason Randall was playing with a sore hamstring, with an injured hamstring that he probably should not have been playing on. And all that played a role in this game. Um, whether we want to believe it, whether, I mean, most fans have believed it and, and excuse it, the coaching staff certainly not going to believe that and excuse it, but um, it, it absolutely played a factor in this game. You could see, you could visibly see how tired players were at the end of the game, at the end of a close game. You could see how tired players were. You could see them struggling to make reads. You know, when you get tired, you know, your decision-making goes, your reaction time goes. You could see them struggling to make reads and struggling to react defensively. You could see them missing shots way short, especially at the very end of the game as the Magic were desperately trying to stay in it. Uh, this was not, a, this was not a, a, a team at full force. This was not a team that was able to... Um, that was able to play at full bore, at full tilt. Uh, and that, again, was just abundantly clear um, that this Magic team did not have it. Whatever it is, however you want to describe, quote-unquote, it. This Magic team did not have it. Um, they were a step slow, a man short. It was just, it was not good. Let's, let's put it that way. It was not good. Uh, and undoubtedly, um, that's one of the reasons the Magic lost this game. The Nuggets, at full, uh, you know, essentially at full health, sleptwalked a little bit through the first half, tightened up, and made this a game. And, and in a close game, you're going to take the Denver Nuggets over the Orlando Magic. The injuries, the the health problems are certainly still a concern. I, I don't want to. I don't want to um, denigrate that. I don't want to push away from that. Um, that is a very real thing, um, and it affected it, it affected this team. You know, the Magic were the Magic just were not able to do everything they wanted to do, um, especially late in the game in a close game. Um, it, I'm going to say this later on. Um, no one is faulting the effort of this team, and really. Throughout most of the season, no one can fault the effort. Now, you go back and look at Saturday's game, which we do not acknowledge the existence of. The Magic's effort was not good in that game. They, they were tired that game. They played tired. They lost focus. They, they lost track of guys, and, and that, was, that was a huge problem in that game. Not a problem here. The Magic's effort has largely been good. But still, there are plenty of things to talk about and plenty of things the Magic should be able to clean up. The Magic played about as perfect the first half as you could play against Denver on the second night of a Utah-Denver back-to-back, which is just insane that the league still makes teams do that, um, despite the proximity between the two two cities. Um, the Magic built an 18-point lead. They made, I think it was 8 of 16 three-pointers in the first half. They did all the things that they have to do to win. Their defense was great. They forced turnovers. They got out in transition. They, they made... Denver's life hard, and Denver just did not match the effort and intensity level, and that's how the Magic are going to win games. The Magic beat the Clippers because the Clippers slept on them. The Magic beat the Pelicans because the Pelicans slept—I don't think the Pelicans slept on them, but you get the gist. 
If the Magic are going to compete against the top teams in the league, they're going to need some three-point luck, which the Magic got plenty of in this game. And they're going to need to out-effort everyone that they play. And they seem up to that challenge, to be perfectly honest. Again, no one will question the effort. But the second half became a completely different story. Fatigue did set in. Not going to deny that. Not going not to disavow that. But the Magic's defense got loose. They were unable to track cutters. They were doubling the wrong at the wrong angles on Nikola Jokic, losing track of shooters on the three-point line. Their offense went into the tank, shooting less than 40% uh, after, after a 50-plus percent first half. Their offense went into the tank, uh, and they were unable to generate much push or offensive force, which is, again, going to be a problem for this team nonetheless. The turnovers that they were creating, the defense that they were using to, to feed their offense dried up, and the game got very stagnant. For the Magic, for the Nuggets, for everyone. And that's a game that the Nuggets are going to win. The Magic cannot outscore teams, and they relied too much on their three-point shooting as they settled for three-pointers instead of getting to the paint and getting to the line as their lead began to dwindle. You give the Magic all the credit in the world, though. They fought. That's not the problem. That's not the problem here. The problem is not about how hard this team's fighting. The problem is not about what this team is doing um, to, to, to stay in games and to, to give themselves a chance to win. That's not the problem. The problem is the details. The problem is getting the rebound, getting the stop, getting, you know, staying with the offense, knowing where you're supposed to be. That's still the big issue. And it's, again, maybe it's somewhat excused because this group's been together for one week and they have practiced just once. But at the end of the day, it's still costing them games. And while, you know... I, I agree the team fought hard. You know, you don't mind losing to a team of Denver's caliber on the road on the last game of a road trip. At the same time, though, you don't see growth without winning. Progress is is measured in this league by wins and losses. Um, and, and as much as fans are certainly looking toward the draft, and certainly I am too, I was I was I tuned into the last bits of the Gonzaga of the Gonzaga UCLA game over the end of the Magic Jazz game on Saturday. Um, the future's right there. We'll we'll talk a little bit about that um, probably on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Um, but but this is this this business is still about win, winning and losing. Um, and 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 while there are plenty of excuses and plenty of things that we can say the Magic did or did not do, or or things that we say well the Magic just couldn't do it in this game. You still have to find your way. You still have to find a way to win. Um, that's how this team grows. That's how this team gets better. That's how players get better. Yeah, a lot of guys played well. Um, you know, again, I'm not going to say the Magic played poorly. I think they did a lot of really good things, and there's there's plenty for this group to build on. You know, a two and three road trip um, with everything that this Magic team has faced is frankly really encouraging. Uh, you know, I thought the Magic. Showed a lot. Fans are obviously very excited about this young group and, and what they can turn into and what they can be. Um, you know, the Magic proved a lot on this road trip, and I'm going to be interested to see what happens now playing at the Amway Center, playing at home, you know, having some chances to get on a practice court and, and run through things rather than in a ballroom, which, you know, again, as much as the NBA, as much as Clifford will say this, you have to be able to learn from tape. You have to be able to learn from these ballroom walkthroughs. Getting in a gym and practicing matters. Um, you know, and, and I think that's going to be a big part of what this week is about as the Magic have this four-game homestand starting Wednesday. So the Magic will probably get a practice on Tuesday. They'll probably um, practice at some point. Uh, I would imagine 
you know, maybe Thursday between the the, the Wizards and, and Pacers game this week um, before that back to back on on Sun on Sunday Monday um, against the Bucks and the Spurs. Uh, you know, I imagine that the Magic will get those opportunities and 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 take advantage of them and, and come out looking a little bit better, especially if Cole Anthony and and Gary Harris are as close to returning as everyone seems to make make it out to be. But the bottom line is this: the Magic lost the game. They had an 18 point lead. They had an opportunity to win the game. And the disappointment should still be there that if the team can't execute down the stretch, even with all the fatigue, if they can't push through fatigue, and again, it's extreme fatigue, I agree, then the team isn't taking the steps that it needs to take. Um, They'll get better. Again, this is not to say everything is bleak or this is the end of the world or anything like that. Again, the Magic played a very good Denver Nuggets team. They played them tough. They they let them feel them. Um, And as some fans were... Joking with 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 other Nuggets fans, and is that like you needed to put in that kind of an effort to beat a tanking team? Like, come on, guys! The Nuggets certainly have to feel like they should have played better and should have taken care of their business. Um, they eventually did, um, but they played down to the level of their competition. And when that happens, the Magic have a window to get through and and win games. Um, it, I I know Steve Clifford likes to say that double digit leads are meaningless, but 18-point halftime leads shouldn't be meaningless. That It should be harder to come back. And instead, Denver only needed a quarter to get it back. Um, and, and the Magic just, again, the talent level, the fatigue levels, the Magic were not winning a close game against the Denver Nuggets. Um, so this, to me, was a missed opportunity to get a very nice win and to build confidence, which this young team certainly still needs. The Denver Nuggets eventually pull away. They defeat the Orlando Magic 119-109. to at Ball Arena in Denver to end this road trip at two and three. We'll talk. A, we'll go through the box score and talk a little bit about those small details the Magic aren't getting right now. Coming up here in just a moment. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing. The NHL in full swing. MLB has picked up, and the NCAA tournament championship game is tonight. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's completely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. Go to BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcast. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Denver Nuggets 119 to 109. Again, like I said, the Magic did a lot of good things. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to play the Steve Clifford bite where he was not very happy with how the team played and 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 go through some of those things and and some of the signs that I'm seeing, but again, down to eight men with Mo Bamba sick, uh James Ennis sick, Chase and Randall playing on one good leg. Um 
it, this was a big ask for the Orlando Magic. And the fact that they were able to fight and, and play deep into the fourth quarter, take a big lead, um, says a lot about this team's character. But like I, like I will argue, um, effort's not enough. Uh, you, you need a little bit more. And again, I, I, I get all the things working against the Magic, but I do feel like this was a game the Magic should have won. Um, and, and I'm a believer that when you have the chance to win, you need to win. And, and I felt like this was a chance to win. Um, anytime you take an 18-point lead, anytime you're able to dominate a team that much, um, you're doing something right. And, and to not continue that, to not adjust, um, again, a lot of that had to do with the fatigue. I grant that. Um, and you can't necessarily control that, but you got to find ways to fight through it, and that's what the good teams do. And, and again, I still believe that you should be holding this team to a playoff standard. Um, they may not make it. They probably won't make it. But that's still the goal. That's still the, that's still the kind of team the Magic should be or should strive to be. Uh, and, and I think that should remain a standard that we hold them to, um, even if it's not ultimately where they're going to end up. Um, you know, again, I, I've, I said this at the beginning of the season. I still feel this way. Missing the playoffs this year should be considered a failure, even with all the injuries, even with everything else, even with the trades. Missing the playoffs this year, I mean, frankly, blowing up the team the way they did is certainly a sign that the, that the front office viewed viewed the season as a bit of a failure. Um, but uh, that's just that's that's how I feel, and that's how I'm coming at things. Again, I grant all of this that the Magic are undermanned. They don't have the high talent level that's necessary. They're they're a fun team to watch right now because they play with such supreme effort, um, and they and they're doing a lot of different things. They're still kind of discovering their identity. So I grant all of that. But still, when you have an opportunity to win, you need to win. Uh, Chuma Okiki with another really impressive performance. 19 points, 7 for 17, shooting 2 for 6 from beyond the arc. 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Aaron Gordon did a really good job defending him. Uh, you know, that's what Aaron Gordon does. Um, you know, he definitely, Chuma Okiki, I think certainly his eyes got big trying to go after Aaron like he might have in practice. Um, and, and I think that... Uh, and I think that definitely led to Chuma's kind of inefficiency. And and you know I actually made this comment into to a group of Magic fans that I'm that I that I chat with. Um, you know I, I keep waiting for Chuma Okiki to kind of come back down to earth a little bit. And I think his three point shooting has to some extent as well as his overall efficiency. Um, but you look at the box score and it's still 19 points. It's still seven rebounds, and these are not easy rebounds. He is getting some really tough rebounds. I mean honestly, like well we'll talk about the rebounding a little bit more later in the week. I think. Um, his rebounding is really impressive. I, I, I venture to say that Chuma Okiki might be the best rebounder on the team right now. Um, I venture to say that. I don't know if I'm ready to commit to that. I got to go look at some numbers. Um, but he grabs some really impressive rebounds and, and some really impressive putbacks, especially on the offensive glass. Um, Okiki is, you know, when he plays within himself, he's still really, really good. And, and he's showing signs that he can do a little bit more. And that's the really exciting part. Um, his pick and roll chemistry with Wendell Carter is really good. Uh, and and I think there's a comfort playing with Wendell because they've played together so much before um, that's really displaying some of the potential playmaking aspects of, of Okiki's game. Um, he had one play where Denver tried to blitz him on a pick and roll, and he squeezed the ball between the trap to Wendell Carter for, for lay-in, for dunk, I think. Um, and, and, you know, that made me put, say, like, oh, the Chumo Kiki wendell Carter pick and roll is just fantastic. But then I like kind of stopped and said, like, by the way, that pass Chuma just did was really tough and it's a sign of what his playmaking can be. I mean, he's not just passing the ball, rotating it to the next man. Um, you know, he's finding different ways to get shots too. I mean, teams are starting to defend him a little bit different at the three-point line. So he's gonna he's starting to have to work a little bit off the dribble. And again, this is the natural expansion you want to see from his game. Um, that 
He's adjusting to how defenses are adjusting to him. The Magic are giving him more responsibility on the ball. You know, he's... Yeah, I, I, I get fans wanting him to do more and more and more and more, and I agree. I think he, he's the best player on the team right now. Um, but I do like how the Magic have expanded his 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 play call, his play calls and his reads, uh, and, and they're letting him learn and figure those out before they really kind of just take all the take all the cuffs off. Um, you know, he's still developing as a driver. I still don't want him as a primary scorer. But again, even there, late in the game on a big play on a big possession, Okiki went at Aaron Gordon got past him for a really tough layup and made the shot. Um, so he's he's still figuring a lot of things out. I think there's still going to be some inefficient days ahead, but really, really exciting stuff from Chuma Okiki again. I, I just can't say enough about him. Terrence Ross came off the bench with 19 points as well, 7 for 18, shooting 2 for 9 from beyond the arc. His shooting slump kind of continues. Added four assists, but I would say the biggest issue with Ross throughout the game, uh, or in the fourth quarter especially, was, was he was, you know, the Magic offense bogged down. Uh, and they eventually just turned to pick and rolls, and they kept trying to run this side pick and roll that Denver kept trapping and forcing him left toward the middle, uh, or forcing him toward the middle. Um, and Ross was able to get to the free throw line occasionally, uh, but the shots just weren't there. And, and and I think that the issue with Terrence Ross is the issue it's always been is his instinct is to shoot. That's why he's in the game. That's why the Magic had him. But in those situations, the Magic need him to be a bit more of a playmaker to create for others to be a threat to score but to look to get others involved. And too often in the fourth quarter especially, and some of it was the ball was swinging to Ross very, very late in the clock, so he didn't have a lot of time to do much. Um, But Ross was just kind of looking for a shot and and not able to get others going, and that stagnated the offense. And again, the Magic were most successful when they were moving the ball and passing it. I mean, they had two guys with five assists, three guys with four assists. They ended up with 27 assists on 42 field goals. The Magic were not beating anybody one-on-one. They have to move the ball to be successful. And that's, that's again, I think something that, that went to the wayside. Some of that's, again, some of that's fatigue. You're not moving as much off the ball if you're tired. Um, you know, go play pickup for, you know, 15 minutes as, as, as a weekend warrior. You're, you're huffing and puffing a little bit. And you're not, you're not moving and cutting as much as you might have when you first started playing. That's, that's the reality. And that's, that's kind of the wall you have to break through as a basketball player. Wendell Carter with 16 points on 8 for 15 shooting, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. Um, he's still just doing a lot of everything. I mean, again, really impressive stuff from Wendell Carter. I think that he's been really good for this team. Uh, he's playing with a ton of energy. Seems really excited and open for this opportunity that he has in front of him. You know, I, I think defensively, especially against Nikola Jokic, he got caught overplaying and being a little too aggressive at times. Um, and that opened up some some passing lanes for, Car- for, for Jokic and, and got him caught on some screens. But... Uh, overall, I, I don't think anyone expected Wendell Carter to be this good. His defense has been very, very solid. But again, I think he's still getting beat up on the boards a little bit. I know he had nine rebounds, including four offensive rebounds. Um, the defense, the defensive class is a big concern for the Magic, and, and and Carter's just not as strong of a rebounder as Nikola Vucevic, which is you know Nikola Vucevic is a really good rebounder. I, I think we're we're discovering that. James Ennis deserves a round of applause. Seventeen points, five assists, five for seven shooting, three for four from beyond the arc, two steals despite playing with that stomach bug that is going around the team right now. Um, I think that, you know, Ennis was clearly gutting it out uh, and doing all he could on both ends of the floor. So, you know, I don't have a lot to say about his game. Uh, Ennis has been really good for this team. Um, he's been good all year. The injury kind of slowed down the progress that he was making and, and the promises that Steve Clifford seemed to be making about him. Um, uh, Ennis on a fully healthy Magic team would be such a huge asset um, and unfortunately, the Magic just didn't get to see that. But he's played really, really well. And this was a game that was exemplify, exemplary of it. 
Final guy I want to, um, two more guys I want to go over. RJ Hampton, 16 points, 7 for 13, shooting 2 for 5 from beyond the arc, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Um, Magic's still trying to be very careful limiting his ball handling duties. Um, he did start at point guard, but you know, often he, uh, someone else would bring the ball up and then give it to him to initiate the offense, which again, takes a little bit of time, but uh, I do think that that puts him in a better position. Um, Hampton played, Hampton just played with a ton of energy and did a lot of really good things. Um, you know, you could see, again, the opportunity has excited him, has him engaged, uh, and he's playing very, very, very well. Still making a lot of mistakes, his defense especially, his defensive awareness um, isn't the best yet. Um, he's still making tons of mis- He's still making mistakes, some of them communication errors, some of them just getting a little too over-eager on things. Um, but he's playing very, very well. Again, a career high, you know, setting a career high for himself almost every game at this point, 16 points. Um, again, that's because he just didn't get a lot of opportunity in Denver, but um, but he's making some incredible plays. Well, I, I want to talk more about RJ Hampton. I'm going to plan on talk, talk about him, I think, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. So we'll get to him plenty, 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 plenty. Uh, get some first impressions of him as well. Mo Bamba, finally, 11 points, four for five, shooting two for two from, the, from beyond the arc, four rebounds. He fouled out in 13 minutes of play. Again, Mo also gutting it out. Very, very clear. Um, like I said, when you're tired, your reaction time is usually the first thing to go, uh, and certainly that um, certainly that played a role in his six fouls, where he was just not able to 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 slide over or make decisions quick enough, and that caught him late. And when you're late, you foul. Um, but still, active offensively, um, you, you like to see that. Um, you know, I think that he is. You know, his offensive rebounds, rebounding is very, very good. His defensive rebounding, not so much. Um, that's still, you know, he's still getting moved around in the paint, still not able to kind of fend guys off on the glass. Um, some of that is just his awareness and comfort out there. Some of that is just he still needs to add some functional strength. Um, and some of that is, you know, just that just may be who Mo Bamba is. I don't think he was a fantastic rebounder in college either, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but overall, you know, Bamba has started to play very, very well. Again, another, I think this is now five, four, five straight games with 10 or more points for, for Mo. Um, no, because he, he didn't play the second half. So four of his last five games, he scored 10 or more points, which is a good sign for him. Again, playing time helps a ton. It's, uh, helps a ton. But certainly the confidence is there too. Orlando shoots forty-seven point two percent from the floor again, but less, but but around thirty percent, less than forty percent in the second half. Around I think thirty-seven percent in the second half. They're eighteen or thirteen for thirty-five from beyond the arc uh, as well, just twelve of seventeen from the foul line. They commit eleven turnovers, so the Magic doing a decent job on that front. All the turnovers in the second half were a big story of the game. The Denver Nuggets led in scoring by Sir Aaron Gordon, twenty-four points, ten for thirteen, shooting seven rebounds, doing all the things and playing all the ways. Could not play in Orlando because the Magic did not have any spacing. This is sort of what Aaron Gordon looks like when he's optimized. Michael Porter Jr. with 20 points, including 7 offensive rebounds, 20 points, 12 rebounds. Nikola Jokic, 17 points, 9 rebounds, 16 assists. Jamal Murray with 22, including 3 for 9 shooting from beyond the arc. Denver shoots just 48.9% from the floor, just 9 of 29 from beyond the arc. So Orlando got some 3-point luck, but Denver hit some big, big, big shots down the stretch to pull away. They get to line 31 times, shooting 24 for 31. 19 offensive rebounds for 17 second chance points. Not the killer, but still a big sign of the details the Magic are missing. The Denver Nuggets defeat the Orlando Magic 119 to 109. We'll talk a little bit more about those details coming up here in just a moment. But first, Built Bar Madness is over. I'm sorry. No more, no more, no more protein bar tournaments going on. Um, you know, the ball has been tipped. There you are. You're, you're running for your life. But hey, you're a shooting star. 
That's that's the only singing you're going to get from me today. But Built Bar is still more delicious than ever, coming in 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies, and cream, which made it to the finals, I think. Uh, lemon almond cheesecake and a whole lot more. I've tried all of those. They're all delicious. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're the great snack for the health-conscious person. Uh, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, many of them under 150 calories, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15, or LOCKEDON10, excuse me. You'll get 10% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON10 for 10% off at BuiltBar. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our pals at rockauto.com. Here in Florida, here in Orlando especially, your car takes you where you need to go, whether it's work, whether it's play, whether it's to the parks, wherever you're trying to go, the beaches, wherever you're trying to go, you're not getting there without your car. And if you're someone that takes care of your car yourself, rockauto.com is the place to go to get all the parts that you need to take care of your baby. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rooms, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. As a special note, too, on our last episode of Locked On Magic, I replayed our locker room conversation from Friday afternoon. We were joined by Locked On NBA Draft's Mavs Draft at the end of it. So if you want some early draft talk, um, I'm planning to talk to him again. Um, if you want some early draft talk, you can go to this weekend's episode, to Friday afternoon's episode of Locked On Magic to get a bit of that. So definitely uh, definitely worth tuning in. I think, it's, I think I posted it Saturday, so it's probably Saturday's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll have a lot more on that, plus we'll do another locker room conversation, another locker room hangout Thursday at 5.30 p.m. So Thursday at 5.30 p.m., come join us and talk a little Orlando Magic basketball. To say the least, uh, Steve Clifford is a no-nonsense guy um, when it comes to what he expects his team to be good at and what he expects his team to do. Um, you know, Again, when the Magic hired Steve Clifford, they said Steve Clifford teams are hard to beat. They do the fundamental things very, very well. Uh, and that is that is at the heart of everything that the Magic do. So yes, the Magic are undermanned right now. They're maybe under-talented, but Steve Clifford's going to wring all he can out of them as long as they commit to the details, the finer points that he really emphasizes and stresses. That's being a low turnover team. That's um, rebounding, the ball effect, rebounding the ball very well, being a high rebound team. It's, it's those things 
that lead to wins. Just on a basic level. Everything else just sprouts from that. And so, yes, the Magic were undermanned. Yes, the Magic didn't have all their players. Yes, the Magic were tired and fatigued from being so undermanned, from being sick, from all these things coming on the road trip. But that's not an excuse for Steve Clifford. For him, there are some things that are non-negotiable, and he is not one to believe in moral victories. As he said last week, we're not going to make things up. At the end of the day, you are judged by whether you win or lose. This is a zero-sum business. There is a winner or loser every time you go out on the floor. And no one cares what the conditions are that may have caused you to lose. If you're out on the floor and you have a chance to win, you're fighting to win. And so what he has seen from the Magic while encouraging has also been disappointing. And I'll tell you guys what I just told them, to be honest, and then that's the end of the question. It doesn't matter how old you are. You should be able to come into this league if you want to play in an NBA game. You get enough reps. The stuff that we screwed up on tonight, we went over today. It doesn't matter how old you are. A serious player, a good player. I've been around young players. Reddick did it. Luther Head and Houston did it. Guys got to lock in and know what we're doing, and then they got to execute it. It doesn't matter how old you are. And that was the difference in the halves tonight. All right, thanks. Effort is not the problem. Like, 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 Let's make that abundantly clear. The Magic are playing hard. The Magic are, are putting the energy, the effort, the intensity in. They are doing what they have to do to compete. Effort is not the problem. It's half the battle, though. This Magic team, because they're so under-talented, because they're so undermanned, effort gets them to the door. Effort gets them halfway there to winning. But effort without the focus, without the intensity, effort without the intention or without the execution, it's great. It's going to cover for a lot of mistakes as it has for the last week, but it's not enough. And that's the point that Steve Clifford's trying to make. You you can play hard. And imagine you've played hard all year. Um, There's been, you know, maybe... Four or five games where they've let go of the rope, and Saturday, Saturday's game, which we do not acknowledge, was certainly one of them. Effort has not been a problem for the Magic. What the problem has been, and this is even before the trades, but certainly after the trades, is this attention to detail. It's picking up on concepts without having to practice them. It's learning through tape. It's not making and repeating the same mistakes. It's fighting and grinding through fatigue at at certain points. It is executing at a high level, even against stronger defense. The Magic are going to out-effort a lot of teams, and that's going to put them in a lot of games. If that's the character of this team, that is a great place to start. That's what we've learned this week, is this team's going to play hard. They're going to play hard. They're going to get after teams. They're going to catch some people by surprise. Especially because, you know, again, teams, especially the higher-end teams, are probably going to look at this team uh, and doubt them and think they can walk over them. And and the Magic will not let that happen. The Nuggets let them do that in the first half. They realize we got to pick up our intensity. They brought it in the second half, and that's why they won the game. Against teams, against good teams that are focused, this Magic team's going to struggle. Against good teams that are looking to the next game or overlooking the Magic, this team's going to surprise them. That's half the battle. The other half is those details. 
is picking up on adjustments, uh, learning the offense, even without learning the offense and the defensive rotations, even without practice, being able to pick things up on the fly because that's just the reality of this team. If they're going to win, if they're going to reach their potential, and again, like the coaching staff certainly has a greater vision of this team's potential than even some fans do. But hey, I'm I'm not afraid to say it. The Magic are four games away from the play, or four games out of the final playoff spot. As Clifford likes to say, one good week can really change things for this team. Don't 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 dismiss the idea out of hand, even if it's unlikely. And it is unlikely. Don't don't get me wrong. But the carrot's still there. The play-in tournament served its purpose. It's the carrot is still there. But the Magic have to drill these details down. They have to be better at these things if they're going to win. Um, it came down to the little plays, um, you know, executing at crunch time, uh, knowing where we're supposed to be, um, letting them get open threes uh, at the end uh, for Jamal and just all around just not, you know, locking in on those last three, three, four minutes. Certainly, the last three, four minutes were a big, decisive part of the game, as R.J. Hampton noted there. But it was the little things throughout the game. The Magic allowed Denver to get a lot of open threes late in the game. Some of that, again, fatigue-based as they uh, as they uh, kind of lost some reaction time, uh, which naturally happens when you're tired. Um, but also because of just not knowing where to be. I mean, Hampton got caught on a three-pointer by Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter. Uh, trying to call for a switch with Chuma Okiki. Chuma followed his man, and that left Jamal Murray wide open at the top of the, uh, at the top of the key. Um, I don't know whose mistake that was, but a mistake was made. And again, some of that is understandable with how new everyone is. But the Magic need to minimize those mistakes. The Magic have given up a lot of open threes. They've had they've had some three point luck. They got three point lucky in this game against the Nuggets. They got three point lucky against the Clippers. They frankly got three point lucky against the Lakers too. Um, there's been some three-point luck for the Magic, which happens. That's 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 light. That's that's the NBA. That's any basketball game, to be perfectly honest. Three-pointers are fair. Can be fairly random at times. You know, the Magic had a great three-point shooting game this game, and that's why they built an 18-point lead. They relied on that three-point shot too much, and that's why they lost that 18-point lead. But it's not just that. It's as Steve Clifford noted: the rebounding. The team is not being physical enough on the glass. After being the top rebounding team in the league, top defensive rate, rebound rate team in the league before the trade deadline, the Magic have fallen to 22nd. They're giving up a 28% defense, uh, offensive rebound rate. Teams are grabbing rebounds on nearly three of every 10 possessions or three of every 10 shots. That's not going to get the job done for this team. And while Denver only scored 17 points off those 19 offensive rebounds, that margin for error for the Magic is so small, those 17 points are backbreakers. Those are points they cannot give up. Again, Steve Clifford teams do not beat themselves. If you're going to beat a Steve Clifford team, you're going to have to execute. Getting an offensive rebound is not executing. And it's little, it's more, it's little things like that. It's not knowing the plays and, and coming out of a timeout, not executing a play that's drawn up. It's... It's a play breaking down and forcing someone like Terrence Ross to have to create off the dribble in a, in a situation that, A, the defense knows he's going to shoot, and B, he's not super comfortable doing, or he's not an expert at doing. He can do it, but it's not his, his thing. The Magic have to get these details down. They have half of the equation already. They have half of the equation already with their effort. And if they keep that effort up, again, the details matter, but... Effort makes up for a lot of things. You play hard, 
you're going to have a chance in every game. But the details are what's going to make or break this team. The details and being able to execute those details, both on the fly with with little limited practice time or not, those details are the difference in games. And if the Magic do want to win, if the Magic do want to try and climb the standings or make one last playoff push because they're on the other side of the difficult part of their schedule, their schedule is fairly manageable now for the next couple weeks. If the Magic are going to make a push, if they're, if they're going to do something, it, it'll happen soon. But the Magic have to get these details down if they're going to do it. The Magic will be back in action Wednesday at the Amway Center to start a four-game homestand against the Washington Wizards. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and wherever you down, download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is me, Phil Cross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad- free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.